0: Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. If you know that God is a good God. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Especially if you know that God is a good God. We give God honor. We give God glory. And how many of you all just grateful to be in the land of the living on today? With so much going on, God, we just give you glory covering us and keeping us and just watching over us even in spite of us. What a great God that we serve. Not going to be before you long on this Memorial Day weekend. Um, Just want to talk for a few minutes about against all odds. Somebody scream we will win. Come on against all odds. Somebody scream we will win. Win with everything going on in the, in the society and the world that we're dealing with, we've got to understand that the devil is running rampant on our earth, the devil is running rampant in our lives. but what we've got to understand is at the end of the day, God has made us a promise that the body of Christ will win. I want you to look at Romans fifteen and thirteen, and the Bible says in the book of Romans. Chapter 15, verse 13. The Bible says, may the God of hope. Somebody scream hope. Hope. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope. Somebody scream hope. Hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace. How am I going to get filled? by the God of hope. I can't get filled by my friends. I can't get filled by my enemies. I cannot get filled. We're looking for for things to fill us. We're looking for things to um, complete a void in us. But look at what the Bible says. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace. Where's my joy and peace going to come from? It's going to come from the God of hope. So as you trust him, I need you to look at the scripture. So as you trust him. So in other words, in order for me to get joy and peace, I've got to learn how to trust God. So without me trusting God, there is no joy and peace. So when things happen that I cannot explain, when things happen that I don't understand, if I don't trust in God, guess what? I won't get joy and peace. I want you to understand that the devil is after your joy and after your peace. And if the devil can allow things to happen where you don't understand, guess what builds up? Bitterness builds up. Anger builds up. A sinful heart builds up. Because when you cannot trust God, when you don't understand what's happening, what you're telling God is I trust the forces around me, That's what happens. You build up envy. You build up hatred. You build up malice. You will only get joy and peace when you learn how to trust God when you do not understand what's happening. When you didn't understand why your car was being repossessed, but you were still smiling, it was because you didn't understand the car dealership, but you understood God. When you didn't understand why the relationship broke up the way it did. And they said, why didn't you lose your mind? You said, I didn't lose my mind because though I didn't understand, I trusted God in the midst of every situation. Some of you right now, you are still surviving, not because you understand what's happening, but because you trust God. You've got peace in your house. Somebody scream, because I trust God. People are looking at you, and guess what they're trying to figure out? Why are you still standing? Why have you not broken down? Why are you not in a mental institution? Why aren't you prostituting your body? Why haven't you given up yet? Because they don't understand. I don't understand what God is doing, but this is the one thing I do. I trust God when I cannot understand God. Somebody scream, I can't trace them, but I'm sure going to trust them. When I cannot trace the the handprint and the footprint of God, I still got to learn how to trust God because in my trust comes my joy and my peace. Somebody that doesn't have joy and peace, the one thing I can promise you is because they don't trust what God is doing. Listen, in the Bible, there's a woman, and the woman's two sons were killed. Her two sons were killed not because of what she did, but because of something their great-grandfather did, Saul. But because of what Saul did, they came and they killed her two sons. She had to watch her two sons die. She stood out all night long to make sure that no hopes and no birds ate their soul. She wanted to make sure she saw them buried. Guess what? She didn't understand what was happening. But she trusted God through the process. You will not understand everything that God is doing. But if you can trust them, you can find peace. If you can trust them, you can shout in the midst of everything that's happening. I never understood why my mama had to have lupus. And why my mama couldn't enjoy life the way she wanted to enjoy life. And why my mama died so much earlier than so. I didn't understand. But this is the one thing that my mama told me. Even when you cannot understand, trust that God knows what he's doing. That's where you're going to find joy and peace when God finally takes me on. So I wasn't happy that he took her, but I found joy in it. How did I find joy? Because I trusted that God knew what he was doing way more than I did. Somebody was molested. I don't understand why me, God. I cannot explain that. But what I can tell you is God will take your misery and turn it into a ministry. What I can tell you is that God will take what He's allowed and turn around and allow you to bless more people than hurt you. Oh my God. God will allow you to bless way more people that hurt you if you learn how to trust Him, and that's where your joy and peace comes from. When come back and get you because you went and did this but look at what the Bible says may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you what trust in him so that you may what overflow with hope by the power of what the Holy Spirit look at your neighbor say neighbor you cannot forgive by yourself I'm going to scream on that all by myself. You cannot forgive people. Not the way they done hurt you. Not the way they done mistreated you. Not the way they done dogged you out. They was your family. They was your friends. You thought they loved you and then they turned around and backstabbed you. But baby, you cannot forgive them without the Holy Spirit working in your life. It is the Holy Spirit that gives you the power to stand when you want to sit. It is the Holy Spirit that gives you the power to speak English and not cuss them out. It is the Holy Spirit that gives you the power to stay and not leave. It is the Holy Spirit that gives you the power not to beat those kids and still let them live. It is the Holy Spirit that gives you the power not to steal but to do it God's way. It is the Holy Spirit that lets you clock in that clock from 9 to 5. It ain't you baby. That's the Holy Spirit working inside of you. Somebody stop and give God glory for the Holy Spirit dwelling all in your life. Somebody screamed, the Holy Spirit did that. He said with the hope by what? The power of the Holy Spirit. But then I got to understand what is hope? Hope is an expectation with certainty. I am convinced of this one thing. What? That God will do what he says. I know I have the ability to break generational curses why? because it's in the word I know I have the ability to fight the wiles of the devil why? because it's in the word somebody look at your neighbor and say neighbor if you can find it in his word God said I'll do it but this is the part I want you to understand that there's good bad and ugly in the 66 books of the Bible. See, see, we want to give God glory for the good part of the word. But there are some bad things that go with the word. And guess what God says? If you can find it in my word, I will do it. That means not only will I fulfill the good, but there are some bad in there that I've got to fulfill also. But it is the bad that makes you want to turn from God. But now you forgot to give them glory for the good. Look what the Bible says, because it's in his word. I got hope in this. Run with me to Deuteronomy 3 and 16. I got hope in this, why? Because it's in his word. I can win against all odds, why? Because this is what I can have hope in. Be strong and courageous. That means, guess what? When you got to bury your mama, be strong and courageous. When you ain't got but a dollar in your bank account and $500 worth of bills, be strong and courageous. When you are in a bad situation and you feel like you want to take your life, no, no, be strong in this. Be strong and courageous. If you spend this $5 and you try and invest it, what if it don't work? So fear has hindered you from releasing that $5 because fear told you what if it don't work. But the Bible says in Deuteronomy 3 and 16, I will be with you the entire way that you try and step out on faith. So when you try and step out on faith knowing all you got is $5, guess what God says? I will put a board up under you so you can walk out on faith. And even if you lose the $5, don't worry about it. Somebody put your hand behind your back. Somebody put your hand behind your back. God says if you lose it, don't worry about it. I will restore you so you will have another one to turn around and invest back to. Some of y'all will never get the more because you ain't willing to get rid of what you got. Whenever you let fear stop you from taking a faith walk, what you also did was allow fear from making you being overflowing with blessings. You will never know how great you are until you take that first step. And all the devil got to do is hinder you from taking That first step Some of y'all can't take the first step Because you don't know where it's going to take you But can I tell you it's in his word That he said wherever your feet shall trod I will bless it God is waiting on you to take that leap of faith And he said I'm going to bless it But it ain't good territory I'm going to bless it because you stepped into it I'm going to make the territory Blessed because you done stepped Dominic! of this. What? Do not be afraid. Why? Because God, the Lord God, your God, look, he goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That means if you take a chance, guess who's taking a chance with you? Somebody scream God. And if God is rich in houses and land, and if I mess up this one, guess what God said? Don't worry about it. It's one thing about monopoly that I love. All I got to do is pass go. Yeah. 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 I ain't got to compete with you. I ain't got to compel myself with you to get more money. All I got to do is pass go. And every time I pass go, guess what the rules of the game say I can be something of? The banker got to give me $200. God says, all you got to do is take the step. I'm going to make sure you get paid for it. You just got to go. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Let me tell you something. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you can find it in his word, God said he'll do it. He told you in Deuteronomy 3 and 13, rely on me. But can I also shift for a second and go to 2 Timothy 3 and 1? Listen, that's the good. Let me tell you how the bad looks. Deuteronomy 3 and 1, I mean 2 Timothy 3 and 1. But mark this there will be terrible days in the last days why does not the body of Christ understands this there are terrorists out there that got our names in their spirits and God already warned us about it he says in the last days there will be terrible times and guess what he says in in verse 2 people Will be lovers of what themselves. They will love themselves more than you, and they don't mind killing you because your your music is too loud in the gas station parking lot. Why? Because they are entitled, and they love themselves more than they value life in this season right now. Why? Because we are living in the last days, and in the last days, people don't care about people the way they used to. Why? Because we're in the last. days. People will be lovers of themselves, lover of money, boastful, proud, abusive. And what is that next one? Disobedient to their parents. You know he's giving you signs. This is the bad. He says ungrateful. And look at the last word he uses. And unholy. They don't care about life. They don't care about the lives attached to them. And what we don't understand is we are feeding into the last days. Every time you allow a child to be disobedient, you are feeding into the last days. A child should never be able to rise up against you. A child should never be able to voice an opinion if it goes against being disrespectful to you. Some of y'all done lost all of y'all minds. And I'm just going to think it's because y'all ain't in the word of God. Because the word of God says, I am in control over the seeds that he blessed me with. When was the last time you planted a flower and let the I will slap you. to be evil in the last days it's in my word you're gonna let people be lovers of themselves it's in my word yes. you're gonna let people love money than anything else it's in my word that's why people won't recall stuff when they know it's not gonna work they'd rather you get in a car knowing there's an issue with the car than recalling the car they want to make money from the car why because it says in the last days they will be lovers of money yeah, right. they will be abusive and disobedient ungrateful and unholy have you ever wondered why Moses kept telling Joshua teach the people about the word of God teach the people about the scripture because Moses understood Joshua if this generation don't get this word going forth it's going to be a terrible generation and everybody that felt it was okay for you not to at least bring your child to church or a word of God guess what they don't have a choice to do follow the system of the world because they don't have another system to follow let me tell you what kept me in college my mama taking me to church so in college when I could have done a whole lot of more stuff it was something inside of me that said don't you do that now you know the word of God would not be approving and guess what we're not giving the kids a good foundation we're only giving them the world's foundation time you get 18 you can go buy a gun Well, you can also announce a calling and go into ministry. But we're not giving them a foundation that gives them choices. We're giving them only the world's foundation. Look what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 and 3. Without love, nobody can go into school and shoot up a school with love. No. Nobody can go up to a grocery store and just pull out a gun and randomly start shooting. Not without them having love. But the Bible is teaching us that people are no longer going to have love. And because of that, they don't care. Unforgiving, slanderous, without what? Self-control, brutal, not lovers of doing good. Why? Because guess what? Those are the times that we're living in. And guess what God says? But you still got to have hope that God is going to get you through it, through it all. Somebody scream, "I I got hope. So I always win. Look what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 and 12. I want you to see this. It says, in fact, 2 Timothy 3 and 12, everyone who wants, 2 Timothy 3 and 12, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. I'm sorry, what you say? Yeah, everyone who wants to live a godly life. Well, my people, you just, want, you just want to live a godly life. You just want to do what God has ordained you to do. Guess what God says? You will be persecuted. That means, guess what? He's giving you a warning that people don't love you anymore, and he's telling you you will be persecuted. That means the enemy will come to your door and try and take you out. But he's given us a warning of that. In 2 Timothy 3 and 13, it says, And while evildoers and impostors, oh my God, y'all look at the word of God. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. While what? While evildoers and impostors will go from what? Bad to worse. You mean we ain't done yet? You mean there's still some more crazy people out there that's going to try and take us out? We'll go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. I watched the broadcast, and it was a a pastor in the pulpit. And he was preaching about um, no saved person should be a Democrat. And he was telling them in the church, and if you're a Democrat, you're not welcome in my church anymore. Deceiving and being deceived. This is a pastor in a poor pit to tell them if you are a Democrat, then guess what? You're not even welcome in my church because you don't even belong on this earth because there should be no Democrats nowhere around. Deceiving and being deceived, this is a pastor in a poor pit. uh, Politics has no business in a poor pit because guess what? When you bring in politics, you take God out. The pulpit is about God, I don't care who you vote for, I just want you to go vote. But if I'm talking from this pulpit, it will be about God who sent his only son to die and resurrect so that I could have eternal life. Guess what, he ain't gonna ask me when I meet him in judgment, if I'm a Democrat or a Republican. Evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse look at what he says for me as for you point to your name and say yeah you look at what he tells us to do continue in what you have learned and have become convinced hopeful convinced means I am hopeful of what you know those from what you've heard he says but guess what I'm supposed to do through it all continue my walk as a Christian I don't get to sit down because God allowed hurt to come into my life. The Bible says, and as, as, as evil comes in, like a mighty Russian wind, flood, the Bible says, and God will raise up a standard against the evil. What is the standard? The word of God. As the enemy come in like a mighty Russian flood, God will raise a standard up against the enemy. What is the enemy? The word. He says, as the enemy come to you, I'm going to bring up the word and let the enemy know I'm coming for you. Yeah, I'm going to get you. I'm going to raise up the word. Yeah, the same word. I'm going to come and get you. But guess what he says? As for you. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, you are commissioned to keep ministry, ministry. even in misery. It's hard to minister when you're going through misery. But guess what he says? But as for you. You are to continue. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, we will win in the end. Look what the Bible says in Psalms 146 and 5. Blessed are those whose help is God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, whose expectations is in the Lord, whose requirements is in the Lord. So how do I survive and how do I win? I've got to keep my help to God and I've got to keep my hope in God and I've got to keep expecting that God is going to help me to win. How do I win? I realize that if it's in the word of God, God will do it. How do I win? Number two, look at your enemy and say, neighbor, the enemy has blinded the unbeliever. How do I know that? Well, if it's in the word, let's see. Somebody look at 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Look at what the Bible says. And God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbeliever who is the god of this age satan satan is ruling the youth satan is ruling this generation satan has blinded them so that they cannot see the light that's why it's easy for them to say i ain't never going to church ain't nobody in church even hurt you half of the people that are saying yeah that's why I don't go to church you ain't went to church in 20 years you are repeating what somebody else told you ain't nobody hurt you ain't nobody misrepresented you ain't nobody presented you ain't even been in church two years why are you still mad about church and you've been out of church for two years and now you still want to use that as an excuse baby you don't even understand the enemy has blinded your eyes that all you see is darkness and now you so comfortable with darkness you thought you was in the light in this age the Satan who's ruling this generation has blinded the minds it is the mind of them they don't realize that guess what there are certain drugs there are certain paraphernalia and guess what those paraphernalia are meant to do play with your mind your mind think you got on clothes candy just a tool of the enemy trying to get your baby's mind now they put little pretty guns in front of them and now babies are killing babies cause they don't even understand that gun kills honey cause the devil has blinded the eyes of the you know, of this generation listen somebody look at your neighbor said neighbor the enemy has blinded the unbeliever. That's why you gotta keep shining. Everything the enemy is allowing to happen is to put your light out so that ain't nobody showing the light. Ain't nobody walking in the light. If the enemy can allow enough to come in your house, you will shut your light off too. Some of y'all done been through so much hell, you thought about turning that light out. You thought about giving up. You thought about throwing in the tower what the enemy wanted you to do because they didn't want you to be the light of your house. The light of this generation. The... Somebody look at your neighbor say, neighbor the devil is coming for your light. You shining too bright for him. You talking too much about God. The enemy is coming for your life. He want to shut your light down and the best way to shut it down is to allow hell in your house. Somebody looks at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the enemy is coming for your light. The enemy wants everybody to be blind. When I went through my divorce, the first thing I thought about, I'm done preaching. I'm done going to church. I ain't going back. They're all enemies and demons. They're demonic. Everything around you ain't demonic monetizing everything. Everything ain't a demon. Some things are created to teach you. I said, I ain't preaching no more. I'm done preaching. I ain't going back to church. I didn't realize the enemy was trying to turn my light out because he never wanted a victory worldwide ministries. And if he gonna turn my light out, guess what he said? I another light that's attached to more lights. Y'all don't even understand. Your light attached to another light that's attached to another light and if he can turn off your light. Come on, come on, come on. Somebody point to your neighbor and neighbor, neighbor, the enemy is after your light. You shine way too bright for him. Every time you turn around, you drawing people to you. You shine way too bright for him. Some of y'all attract people and all you did was walk in the room. All you did was show up. The enemy said, I'm coming for you. You got a light that even you don't know how bright it is. Come on in here, Holy Ghost. Some of y'all got lights that don't even know how bright it is. You don't even know how bright your light is. And the enemy wants all the lights turned out. And the best way to let the light turn out is when things happen you get so frustrated that you just turn in the towel and say I ain't talking about Jesus no more. How dare you let a man walk in and kill that many babies? How dare can a God do that? I ain't talking about you no more. And God says but I told you good, bad, and ugly was going to happen. But I forewarned you so that you could still shine your light even when bad things happen in the midst of a still good God. God says, I'm still a good God. Do not turn off your light. Look what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. He says, so that they cannot see the light of the what? They cannot see. The light of the what? 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 What is the enemy trying to prevent this generation from seeing? The light of the gospel. Because the one thing the gospel will do, the gospel will tell you, you out of order. The gospel will tell you, you ain't lining up right. And can I tell you in this generation, most people don't want to know what's wrong. The Bible says even in the last days, people will be enemies of, of knowledge. Yeah. You can tell them good stuff, but if you tell them bad stuff, they going to check out so fast, you can praise them kids all you want to. By time you give one bad report to them kids, mama, daddy, y'all know what y'all talking about. You old schooling. I ain't old schooling. You just don't want to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, yeah. Listen, my recollection of when my mama didn't love me was when my mama didn't do what I wanted her to do but the one thing I learned from my mama was that she was not going to break just in order to make me happy I just want to put in a disclaimer all you parents that are trying to break your protocol to make them kids happy them the same kids that's going to turn around and break your heart. But at least if you break my heart, it's going to be with the rules and regulations that I set. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, Amen. he coming for your light. The enemy's job is to make sure the unbeliever cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. If he can block your light when things happen, guess what? You will stop preaching. Some of y'all stop preaching about God when God allowed things to happen in your house. You stop talking. Guess what the enemy was doing? That's what the enemy was banking on. When the twin towers went down, Oh, now they're going to stop talking about Jesus. But what they didn't understand is that the body of Christ started talking even the more. Because we needed the enemy to understand that even in darkness, somebody look at your neighbor and say, I got my light. Got my light. So what do I do in the midst? How do, how do, I, how do I win? In order to win, you've got to know one thing. If you can find it in God's word, God said I'll do it. You've got to know that the enemy has blinded the unbeliever. So they're not going to see what we need them to see. But then you've got to fix your eyes on Christ. And somebody look at your neighbor and say, spread this gospel. Look at what the Bible says in Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Do you know how hard it is not to lose heart when you see things that are happening around us? But God says, I already forewarned you about it. I told you that daddies would be against daughters and that sons would go against fathers. I told you about it. I told you that people would rob. I told you that people would be lovers of themselves. I told you all this. And people said, there is no God. Let me tell you something. There is nobody that could have foretold this. no man on earth could have foretold this was going to happen. You could say whatever you want to say, but a God created this and created this word to go with it. Y'all could have never foresaw this. He says, but I told you before it happened. Therefore, do not lose heart. Look at what he says. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being what? We are being what? We are being what? So I got my feelings, I'm in my emotions I got things going on so outwardly, I got to deal with that but guess what keeps me going every day I am being renewed every day, day by day when I get in the presence of God I hold on to my hope I get in this word and I find a scripture to revive my body every day God renews me let me tell you the one thing that they tell you the best thing to do if you're going through mental issues or just going through issues period Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, get some sleep. sleep. Look at your other neighbor. Say, neighbor, get some sleep. sleep. Do you know what therapists tell you to do? Get some sleep. Why? Because when you are asleep, every cell in your body is renewed. Some of y'all are broken. Because spiritually, to be renewed, we got to stay in this word. And when you don't stay in the word, guess what? You allow six days for the enemy to come in your life. And then you give God one day with two or three scriptures. And then you're trying to figure out why you're broken. You're trying to figure out why you're hurting. Because guess what? You ain't got no sleep because our sleep is when we get in the word of God has anybody ever been sleep deprived and when you are sleep deprived you are so angry, upset got issues, don't you come up on nobody that needs some sleep ain't no telling what person you gonna get that is the same way with the body of Christ everybody can't walk up on you at any time because guess what, you ain't been renewed in the word, they don't know who they gonna get on Sunday they get the spiritual person but then on Tuesday they get the cussing demon. On Wednesday, you get up and read a little word, so on Thursday, they get the holy person. On Friday and Saturday, you don't renew yourself, so then they get the fighting person. Now you want to fight over everything. Why? Because you ain't been renewed. We are renewed daily. We got to be. Look at what the Bible says. For our light in momentary troubles. Oh, my God. It says momentary. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor... Trouble won't last always. I know you're going through. I know it's a lot on our plates. But trouble won't last always. Troubles are achieving for us as eternal glory that far outweigh them all. But look at what the Bible says in verse 18. What are we to do in the midst of a storm? Fix our eyes not on what is seen gas prices are high i know they are but guess what god somehow keeps giving me money to pay for the gas come on in here holy ghost it does not matter what god allows guess what it's in his word What? philippians says god shall supply all of my needs so when i ride up to the gas station i'd say god this is one of my needs the bible tells us in matthew shall meet your daily needs every day you wake up I shall meet your daily needs so guess what I do when I walk in the pantry this is one of my needs I need you to fill this pantry if it's in his word he'll do it so I can't focus on what's seen I gotta stay in the presence of God and I gotta get renewed but on what is unseen what's unseen the invisible hand of God is still working nobody sees what God is doing nobody knows how God is putting things together nobody knows why God is allowing all of this so guess what I'm not going to focus on what's seen I'm going to focus on the unseen and I'm just going to say God what do you want me to do in the midst of it all because guess what I can't do I can't control the surroundings only you can but I can control what you want me to do how do you want me to encourage? This is not the time to get off social media. This is the time to start encouraging people. Every time you turn around, they got this little saying, you prepare to be sick of me. Well, you need to start telling the enemy prepare to be sick of me. Every time you turn around, I'm going to talk about Jesus. Prepare to be sick of me. Every time you turn around, I'm going to put a Jesus quote of it. Prepare to be sick of me. Every time you turn around, I'm going live to talk about Jesus. Prepare to be sick of me. Some of y'all get a new hairdo. do You say, prepare Better be sick of me don't nobody care about your hell do it can't save nobody but I dare you to give me a scripture that can get me out of a dark place I dare you to give me a scripture that can get me out of a broken place make the devil sick of you by talking about Jesus even in a dark situation Somebody look at your neighbor say talk about Jesus listen They have a thing in the tax business that when you travel somewhere, go out to eat, all you gotta do is just talk one time about business and it becomes a somewhat write-off. And so my daughter and I went out to eat and we was talking and I was like, you gonna pay? She was like, no, really, mama, I'm not gonna pay. Then all of a sudden, God said, talk about taxes. And I said, girl, did you know, blah, 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 blah. She said, I ain't know that. I said, good. Pulled out that little credit card that attached to the company. I said this is getting ready to be a write off. Somebody don't even understand what I'm talking about. God says that in order for you to get to the next season, I need you to talk more about me. Put me in the conversation with your enemies. Put me in the conversation at your dinner table. When was the last time at your dinner table you took a 5 minute break and just said, "We've been to pray and talk about Jesus." You won't on letting God know how much I appreciate him because I don't think you kids understand I dare you to put a scripture in the midst of your conversation make your kids sick of you every time they turn around tell them but God said well did you know this scripture was in the Bible make your friends sick of you every time they come and tell you something negative send them a positive text with a scripture attached to it I bet you the text get less and less So fix your eyes, not on what is seen, but on what's unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The Bible warns us of the good, the bad, and the ugly. David, because he didn't trust God in a season that he needed to trust God, he stepped out on his own self. He became a lover of himself, and he had Uri killed. David, in turn, had to suffer for that. And David then came back and said, create in me a clean heart. All of us have moments that when the enemy rises up, we want to rise up too. But you've got to step back and say, God, I trust you. I hold on to the fact that I know you're going to do everything you said you was going to do. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Timothy 4 and 1 as we get ready to close out. The Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will. It didn't say some might. It didn't say some maybe. It said in the latter times, in the last days, some will. What? Abandon the faith and follow what? Deceiving spirits and things taught by what? Demons. There are seasons we are in now. There are so many people preaching stuff. They don't even have to open the Bible and y'all shout. How you shout out and you ain't even got one scripture? If you want a motivational sermon, go to a motivational speaker. But if you come to church, can you just give me one scripture? And we got people shouting over, oh, that was good. What part of it was good? Can you just give me one scripture attached to it? We will abandon the faith. And guess what? As things happen and we start questioning God, can I tell you it's easy to abandon the faith? When God gives you cancer and you've been faithful, it's easy to abandon the faith. When God comes in and wipe out your whole family for no reason from a drunk driver, it's easy to abandon the faith. When God come in and allow your child to be molested, it's easy to abandon the faith. When God comes in and allow you to be gang raped or craziness going on, it is easy to abandon the faith. If you don't have the hope that God will go back and repay your enemy. If you don't have the hope that all you got to do is stand still and see the salvation of God. And God will do whatever He needs to do to get you where you need to be. It is easy to abandon the faith, but somebody look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, it's not your job to win. It's your job to serve. It is not your job to win. It is your job to serve and spread the gospel. Look at your neighbor. And say, neighbor, it's not your job to win. It's your job to spread the gospel so that God can win. It's not your job to win. We will win in the end. How? By spreading the gospel. Can I tell you guys this one thing? When things happen, it is the best time for the devil to win soldiers. This is the best opportunity for the devil to win soldiers. Because people are going to question, how can a good God allow things to happen? And guess what? We as soldiers of Christ are supposed to do: spread the gospel. You mean I got to spread the gospel? Uh huh. Look at your neighbor. Say, spread the gospel. Because somebody needs to know that in the end, God still sits on the throne. Somebody needs to know. That salvation at the end of the day is what's going to matter. Somebody needs to know that going tit for tat is not going to get you in the kingdom. You cannot start being. There's a scripture that talks about you will become what you hate. Somebody look at your neighbor and say it's not your job to win. It's your job to, your job to spread the gospel so that God can win. The Bible closed out by saying Philippians 1 and 12 This is Paul talking and out of all the hell, you guys look, Jesus had to watch John the Baptist be beheaded. The disciples had to watch Stephen being stoned. Each one of the disciples, if you look at their ending, most of the disciples were either beheaded or turned upside down or boiled in water. But guess what they kept doing? Spreading the gospel. Even through the hell they went through. Look at what Paul says. Paul says, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me has helped me to spread the good news. Paul, you've been in prison, I know, but I was in prison preaching the good news. Paul, they tried to crucify you, I know, but I was trying to still spread the gospel. Paul, they handcuffed you, but I was still spreading the gospel. If they wanted me to shut up, they should have put something on my mouth. Paul says, everything that happened to me, it helped me to spread the gospel. If it's in his word, God will do it. Know that the enemy has blinded the unbeliever. And at the end of the day, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and spread.